Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Let's do headlines. <laughs> Payne and Pendergast with today's headlines. Brought to you by BaywayJeep.com. All right, let's continue our reign of anger today. <laughs> Between Russell Wilson and Susie Kolber. Uh, so, um, uh, Andre Johnson didn't get into the Hall of Fame. What your, the hell? Your turn. Well, okay. Your turn, Rondé Barber. <laughs> your turn. voted for Danny Kellington. <laughs> My God. How about, did, uh, okay, could Susie Colbert maybe have, did she vote for Demar Hamlin for anything? Can you oh, MVP? Yeah, can you, dude? We're getting so many, <laughs> we're getting so many Denny Kellington awards on the text page. Someone said, and the award for best actor goes to Denny Kellington. <laughs> um, no, Denny Kellington was not named to the Pro Football Hall of Fame yet. Um, the class for this year, the modern era class of five, does not include. One Andre Johnson. It does include Joe Thomas, Darrell Rivas, both in on the first ballot. First time they've been eligible, they are in. The other three, Demarcus Ware, Zach Thomas, and Rondé Barber. Seth, oh, look, I'll, I'll say it, Sean. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll say it. I'll say it. Nobody yeah. else wants to say it. Hall of Fame committee, bunch of cowards. Uh, bunch of cowards. Bunch of old stupid men because they're scared of like, oh no, uh, we ignored Rondé Barber and uh, and 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 Zach Thomas. For a decade, but oh no, now they might not get in. Uh, we're going to do the cowardly thing and act like we're going to Danny Kellington our way. Uh, we're going to Susie Colbert our way into nobility here by just uh, voting in these guys instead of Andre Johnson, an actual genuine ass kicker. Yep. If Andre Johnson doesn't get into the Hall of Fame and it's because they voted in a zone corner and a runaround linebacker in 2023, each one of these guys should, um, they should not be allowed to have a, 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 a named gravesite. They need to be buried in Potter's Field. Okay. <laughs> They're all about like three years away from it anyway. Which um, which Bunch one, of cowards? Which one is the bigger um, affront to Andre Johnson's candidacy, Zach Thomas or Rondé Barber? To you, <sighs> Zach Thomas. Just as you're thinking, Zach yeah. Thomas, five-time first-team All-Pro, seven-time yeah. Pro Bowler. Rondé Barber, three-time first-team All-Pro, two-time second-team All-Pro, five-time Pro Bowler. On some yeah. defenses where there it's there it was littered with Hall of Famers. He a, like he was a zone corner on a on a defense that was stocked to the gills. Yeah. Um I would say I gotta go back. Honestly, I gotta go back and watch Zach Thomas to I, I'm trying to remember like how many like impact plays he made versus just accumulated tackles. And and that's the part where I'm having a hard time with the Zach Thomas designation. Yeah, well, that, Zach, you know, I'd have to go look. Yeah. I don't think he played on any good Miami teams back then well, either. That's the other problem, though, too, is, yeah, exactly. Like, you weren't on good teams. At least 
Rondé Barber was on good teams. And I know that doesn't, that's not fair. I mean, that's, that's kind of the ironic thing is that I'm railing. I, I can't really use that as a point because Andre Johnson wasn't on good teams either. You know, true. That's why that's part of the thing. That's one of the things that's going to hurt Andre Johnson in comparison to Colts receivers. Yep. Yep. No, you're right. You're right. So that's, uh, so that's the hall of fame class. Andre Johnson doesn't get in as far as the other awards go. The big ones, um, Patrick Mahomes, MVP, D'Amico Ryan's assistant coach of the year. Uh, Damian Pierce. Ben, do we have Damian Pierce being announced as the winner of the Angry Run Award? That would be good. Um, Damian Pierce, for his run against the Jacksonville Jaguars, was named... The winner of the Angry Run of the Year. And the Golden Scepter is my man, Damian Pierce, from the Houston Texans. The Texans get a win. Wield it. Wield it, Damian. Take your feet. This is my man. Wield it. We love him. We respect him, and we fear him. Damian Pierce, angriest runner of the year. Let's go to my childhood idols, Emmitt Smith and Barry Sanders. Boom! Ang- angriest, Boom. Angriest, angriest runner of the year, and yet maybe the most genuinely friendly person I met in the year 2022. Yeah. You know, when you go back and you watch that angry run, yeah. it was one or two plays beforehand. There was a moment where they it was a run out to the offense's left, and he all of a sudden just kind of uncoiled into somebody, a, a, the, a tackler, and drove him back like four yards with a, with a pretty angry stiff arm, if I recall. And I feel like that was the, that was when he entered beast mode on that particular drive. And then that next one was just incredible. You're right. You're right. He doesn't seem angry at all. Um, ever. Uh, when he's ever, yeah, outside of, like, outside of just when he's angry running. That's right. That's right. No, he's awesome. Uh, text I wonder if he has, can he carry that around? I hope he doesn't think that it's going to look weird or anything if he carries that around Houston. Scepter? If, yeah, can he get a free sandwich or something with it if he shows up with the scepter at somebody's restaurant? Dude, he should be getting free sandwiches anyways. He's Damian Pierce. He was he was one of the only watchable things this year about this football team. I'm going sh- to talk to the Tarascos guys and see if he can get like uh, a free Pisco Sour. Good call. If he, uh, if he, gets, if he walks in with the angry scepter. Good call, yes. Yeah. yeah, if you see Damian Pierce out and about, buy his lunch for him. He was very if entertaining. If he's got the scepter past. with him. If he has a scepter, yeah. If he brings that scepter, wherever he goes, he should get free services, whatever is being provided there. Uh, text message, trailer, wheel, and frame text page, 1166. The award for best NFL script writer goes to Denny Kellington. This is Denny's ninth award tonight. <laughs> <laughs> to which next year this will be called the Danny Kellington presents the NFL honors. I, I feel like we got to tamp it back a little bit because I do feel like now it's turning into a, a thing about Danny Kellington instead of Susie Colbert. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's, that's true. A, it feels like Danny Kellington not his fault. Villainized Susie Colbert basically life. pulled him in front of a bus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Susie Colbert. You know who she is? She's no Danny Kellington. That's true. Yeah, she'd be call. like you know. Yes. Who do you want on site if you're having a, a cardiac event? Probably Danny, Danny Kellington, Kellington. or Susie Colbert. I think Kellington. I Danny Kellington. Yeah, yeah. probably Kellington. Dana Susie Bra- Colbert is just, uh, she's, she's no better than that writer in Unforgiven. That guy with the goofy little hat and his typewriter and everything. Same you know? thing. She's just there to document things and yep. try to make, uh, yeah. <laughs> Same yeah. exact thing. Uh, Dana Brown, the new GM of the Astros, met with the media yesterday. A lot of oh, questions. Hell yeah. yeah, a lot of questions about um, contracts with guys. They're pretty much running back the same crew this year that they had last year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Christian Javier and Kyle Tucker are set to go to arbitration with the Astros pretty soon. Kyle Tucker lost his. Uh, Did they have okay. theirs? Did yeah, they? yeah. Okay, Kyle I, Tucker's going to make five million this. Okay, year. he lost yeah. his. Okay, yeah. um, they are working on a long-term deal. 
um, with each of them. Here's the update on that. You know, Javier is going well. Uh, I've, I've known Casey Close from way back, you know, of course, as the scouting director when I had to deal with him. So we've been in talks as well. We've been going back and forth, we, you know, making a few jokes here and there in between the text messages to keep it light because, you know, sometimes you go through negotiations to get the tension gets higher. But we've had really great talks with Javier, uh, Javier's agent, yeah, Danny Zano, and, and we feel good. We feel really good about that one. You know, I'm communi- communicating with um, Casey Close myself on the Tucker deal, and, you know, some, some deals you can get done a lot faster than other deals. You have to, like, chip away at other deals. So, And I think we're going to do everything we can to get these players signed. Okay. I want you guys to know if a guy walks out of here, it's not going to be because we didn't go after it aggressively. We're trying to sign players. And that's part of how I was trained in the front office, and I think it's a way of sustaining the winning atmosphere long term. So that's new GM Dana Brown. Yeah, Kyle Tucker lo- is last night he lost his arbitration. I hadn't seen that yet. Yeah. So, yeah, so he, so he's, he's going to make – he had asked for $7.5 million. He's going to make $5 million. Yep. Yep. So he's basically destitute. Now. He's yeah. Got him so, where we want him. so if you see Kyle Tucker out and about, especially if he's with Damian Pierce, buy him a sandwich as well. And don't make Kyle Tucker carry a scepter to do it. Just buy him a sandwich because he's only making five million next year. Uh, Gilad Zadok uh, just texted me. He says they'll give Damian Pierce a five hundred dollar gift card if he comes in with a scepter. Really? <laughs> so yes. <laughs> okay. If anybody from the Texans is listening, and I know some of you are, I know some of you are. Somebody get this message to Damian Pierce. Get this message to Damian Pierce so he can go get himself some. So he can go get iced up. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. We could get it on the scepter. Yes. Oh, they, yeah. They, uh, they do custom everything there, man. Oh, dude. <laughs> Damian Pierce tricking out an already tricked out scepter yes, at Zadok yes, Jewelers yes. would be the greatest thing of all time. <laughs> yes. All right. So get awesome. the, somebody get the message to him. That's beautiful. <laughs> Gilad's got to be sure the staff knows. I don't want. I, I don't want Damian just walking in like I was told. <laughs> I was told. What up, Zadik? It's your boy DP. It's your boy DP. Police report says somebody threatened them with a scepter. Um, <laughs> a fellow walked in saying he's here for a good time and a long time. <laughs> he had a scepter. Right. A scepter. Who strange. carries a scepter? <laughs> um, Gilad, if you're listening, just know that Kyle Tucker is also destitute and he can use the $500 gift card as well. <laughs> Do you think Kyle Tucker even owns $500 worth of jewelry? <laughs> um, no. I don't think he does either. I bet he shaves with a disposable razor. <laughs> yep, um, yep. Like, uh, just very no frills, you know? Right. Just kind of, like, yeah, whatever. Right. What am I going to get? Uh, yeah. I feel, like that's, I feel like that should be part of the arbitration. Like, what lifestyle do you live? Like, if you live an extravagant lifestyle, you should have a better chance of getting your seven and a half mil. But when they look at him, like, Kyle, we see that you won a gold glove last year. Your OPS was a little bit down from the year before. We also see that you own a closet full of dad jeans and golf shirts. (laughs) I don't know, man. The two and a half extra million, I feel like that can go to something better. Uh, Like an alimony. uh, Five million. That's what it's going to be. That's money that could be better spent on Danny Kellington. (laughs) And I think that uh, we can't sit here and award you this money when it could actually go to Danny Kellington. To the Danny Kellington Foundation. When did that happen? We just created it. Susie Colbert called us. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so um, one more from uh, Astros GM Dana Brown. Uh, he talked uh, talked about extending Javier and Tucker, but we got a couple uh, core guys in Alex Bregman and Jose Altuve that 
he would like to keep around for a long, long time. Yeah, I think Bregman's a core piece. I, I think Altuve's a core piece. I think, I mean, I, I remember scouting Bregman in college. He's a really good player, uh, and he's had an outstanding major league career. I think we should try to lock him up. Uh, we'll, we will be in talks uh, with Morris about that. Um, but at the end of the day, I believe in keeping players like that. I think uh, he's got great energy, great respect. His personality in the clubhouse is infectious. Everything I've heard about him from people who've been around him more is outstanding. And I know he played that way in college, and I remember scouting him when he was in college. So, yeah, we'll, we'll be locked in on him. Jose Altuve has been the, <clears throat> been the face of this organization for a decade now. He is the face of this era of Astros baseball. I think Alex Bregman might be number two on this list, though, when it comes to guys that, that the, especially with his resurgence this past year, of yeah. faces that fans and really baseball at large associate with the Astros. I think it's Bregman right there right there with Altuve. That, um, you know, Bregman doing the Houston Sports Awards actually impressed me, not just that he was doing it, um, but it was like it, like being able to sit there and kind of watch him operate behind the scenes and everything. Yeah. He was he, he took it very seriously, and not just as a you know the guy that was doing the emceeing or anything, but it, you, it was very clear the respect he had for the older athletes, not just older baseball players, just older everybody. Um, and that was really cool. I think that I think between he and um, McCullers and a couple of those guys, I think there's a feeling. Maybe, maybe a lot of it because of being better than everybody else. Scandal. Um, there, I feel like they feel like they're more of a part of the fabric of a community, and almost like want to defend the community as well as defend themselves. In yeah. a way. There's like a bunker mentality, almost. No doubt. Um, that I that I that I like from those guys. Um, I like hearing them. I like hearing uh, Dana Brown talk about extending them, just to for some perspective. They've each got two years still left on their deals, and they're set to be the two highest-paid guys on the team. Bregman's salary goes up to $30.5 million the next two years. It's almost John Wall money. It is. Yeah, it is. He'll yeah. actually be playing. Right, uh, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, and not complaining and calling the organization trash. He won't be doing that. Um, but Altuve and Bregman both have two years left on each of their deals, and they're kind of – so there's similar situations contractually, and yet – by the time Altuve is done with this contract, he's going to be, I think, 34 years old. So they're going to need to yeah. be a little judicious probably with Altuve just based on age. Bregman's only going to be 30 when this next contract is up. Well, Altuve twice now has done his deal ahead of schedule and yeah. for probably you know less than, less than market value. Um, well, maybe not the last one, but he's, and that's with Boris as his agent, you know, it's not like his agent is a guy known for encouraging guys to stay where they are. So I feel relatively confident that they'll figure something out with that. Um, as far as Dana Brown, the general manager goes, the nice thing to hear him talk about there was how he's, he's talked about, he was raised up that way. Um, in baseball to, mm-hmm. to try to retain guys. You contrast that with James Click, who came up in an organization that is known like to an extreme degree for letting guys walk because they just didn't have, they don't have the money in Tampa. And I, and it always felt with James Click just from, I think 
what was reported and then like from the scuttlebutt that you'd hear behind the scenes, it felt like it was always Jim Crane like trying to convince Click, like, listen, dude, this is your owner telling you spend. it's okay to spend this money. That's okay? right. Yep. We don't have to be extremely streamlined all the time like they are in Tampa. We have the money to spend. So I think Dana Brown might just be on a better, like more of the same wavelength with James Click, or excuse me, with uh, Jim Crane when it comes to retaining guys, spending money to do that, all of those things. Yeah, I don't think Altuve is a guy who at that stage of his career is going to be ready to, like, yeah, putting myself out there to the highest bidder. Like, I, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm over-reading into this. I don't talk to Jose Altuve, but he strikes me as somebody that understands his importance in this city, his importance to yeah. this organization, and he strikes me as somebody who, who a, a prior, I'm not going to say, like, he'll take a hometown discount or anything like that, but it strikes me that more than maybe other guys, a priority for him would be to finish his career as an Astro. That's I, all. I think, of, I think of Altuve and how he has unfairly been and in, in a lot of ways remains the face of the scandal for a lot of people outside mm-hmm, of Houston. Mm-hmm. And I think about how he'd be treated if he went somewhere else. And, and we've seen with other guys that, okay, their fan bases uh, generally are pretty cool with them. And like everything is fading over time. And yet because Altuve was made the face of it, because there's still such a false narrative about the buzzer buzzers and all of that, I, that like, there's a protective feeling. I, I think a lot of Astros fans have almost where like, God, I don't want him to go somewhere else and not also have the support. Cause it's real easy. Valtuve goes somewhere else and slumps and he's getting booed by opponents lustily everywhere he goes. Um, that's a that's a rough environment. He'll be on an be island, in. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not going to have that same support. On the flip side of it, I could see a place where I'm like, yeah, but he's such an awesome guy. If he did go somewhere and he was still close to the peak of his powers, that might end up being the best thing for him Maybe. long-term in terms of people like realizing, like, oh, okay, all right. Yeah, I, guess he's, I guess he's awesome. All right, fine. <laughs> all right, yeah, yeah. All right, that's, uh, that's headlines. Um Let's get to uh, let's get to the the segment that's got everybody talking. The max picks. And this is really this week. It's just max pick because it's just one game. It's the big game, um, but it's also Mattress Mac's birthday. The founder, the owner of Gallery Furniture, Mattress Mac, Jim Mackinville's turning seventy two this weekend, and he's got big things going on celebrating his birthday by making sure you all get taken care of. Mac, happy birthday! You got some good things going on for the people out there. Thank you very much, John. We're having a giant birthday sale. As I turn 72 years old uh, this coming Saturday, we've got uh, 72% off selected items at Gallery Furniture. We've got 40, 50, 60, 72% off. Lots of different items. It's a great time to, if you're going to buy furniture anywhere this weekend, buy it at Gallery Furniture. We've been supporting the community for 42 years. Come out and support us this weekend. Up to 72% off selected items, and we're opening another piece of furniture right now. That is to die for. Great prices, great selection. And best of all, free, free, free delivery today. That's it. Free, free, free delivery on the same day. And uh, go celebrate Mac's birthday with him out of Gallery Furniture. Mac, you also have that big promotion going on with the Cougs. I know that, too. You got your pick last week, right? You were 1-0 last week against the spread back in the Cougs. And I know you're backing them headed into the big tournament coming up in uh, March and April. I'm a huge Cougs fan. They played a great game last night. I think they won by 30-plus points last night. So the Cougs are looking good for the uh, – Big tournament, which the final game is on April 3rd uh, at NRG Stadium of the College Men's Basketball Championship. 
If the tooth's one at all, you buy $5,000 or better with furniture. Even the incredible markdown items, you get all your furniture free, free, free. So it's the most inclusive furniture sale we've ever had on one of these uh, win-it-all, get-it-all promotions. So if the tooth win, you get all your furniture free, even the markdown items. Buy 5000 more. It's all happening at Gallery Furniture right now. That's incredible. So a huge selection. All falls under that umbrella with that promotion with the Cougs. That's phenomenal. Hey, Mac, we got to get a pick in here. We know we got the big game coming up on Sunday. Team from Philly and the team from Kansas City. Philly is a one-and-a-half-point favorite. They have been all week long. What's your pick on the game? I just read an article in Gallery Sports about what a great guy Jalen Hurts is and his fabulous uh, his father, his brother, his whole family. So i got to go with the Eagles. And Jalen Hurts, I uh, I have a lot of love affair with Philadelphia fans. I'm going to the Eagles. There you go. We know about that love affair with Philly and Mattress Mac. Uh, making the pick. There it is. Channel View's own Jalen Hurts going to win that win that big game, according to uh, the great Mattress Mac. Mac, give him that birthday promotion one more time so people can come celebrate your birthday with you with some nice furniture purchases. If you can buy furniture at all this weekend, please buy it at Gallery Furniture Mattress Mac birthday sale. We've got incredible items marked down. Uh, 40 to 72 percent off 72 items and more we're carrying in a new all leather beautiful sofa and chair we're going to mark it down today so if you want furniture this weekend come to gallery furniture say 40 to 72 percent best of all get it delivered today free 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 there it is the great mattress mac mac appreciate it thank you sir sean great to talk to you pain and pendergast with you on a football friday jj watt was on the pardon my take podcast uh, earlier this week, he described what his vacation is like with his brothers. And also, he mentioned our guy, Ravel. He actually defends Darren Ravel, which is a rarity out there on these streets these days. We love Ravel. JJ defends him. You'll hear it next. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.
Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Payne and Pendergast with you on a uh, on a football Friday. We'll get to some <laughs> Super Bowl talk. We'll get to some Super Bowl talk in the next segment. Um, J.J. Watt was on Pardon My Take. We're going to get to Ravel. We're going to get to Ravel. Seth just showed me the video that these guys were referring to. You'll hear the description in just a second. Um, before we get to Darren Ravel and J.J. Watt, here was J.J. Watt. Does this sound like a vacation you would want to go on? Here was J.J. Watt talking about, about a vacation he took with his brothers. It was, uh, it was interesting. <laughs> uh, France was wild because the food portions are very small in Paris. Yeah. Very yes. small. And yes. so we had to order like nine of everything. <laughs> um, but we, I mean, again, very meathead fashion, but we would do some of the coolest workouts. I mean, all three of us, we, there was this hotel that overlooked Big Ben in England, and we, we did workouts in Big Ben. We ran down the Champs-Élysées in Paris, and we were running there. We did a workout where we ran around uh, the Coliseum, and so like... No offense, it sounds like a <laughs> Dude, it was, <laughs> What the f***? It was, I mean, but then we also went to every pub in Ireland and just got yeah. absolutely hammered off yeah. Guinness. We went to the Guinness factory. Like, we, we did both. We, we played hard and we partied hard. Seth, what is your um, what is your philosophy or your um, approach to working out during vacations? You you work out a lot. You, I think you work yeah. out on a on a near daily basis. When you're on vacation, yeah. what is your workout policy? I, do, I try to do some version, some form of cardio every morning. Yep. Um, just because it does, it kind of resets everything. Mm-hmm. Like not to, I don't try to like, I don't worry about whether I'm gaining weight or not, but it just keeps you like because I don't drink that much anymore. Um, or that frequently, I should say, anymore. So if I'm drinking more on vacation, especially, there's too much of a chance that I'm going to like spiral into depression. Um, so I get I get the exercise in the morning for the for the mental health. I think, but when I was a player, for sure, like you have to, especially when you're taking that vacation in like June or July, when maybe you're off from between OTAs and training camp. Yeah. Then you you just absolutely have to. You get up early in the morning and you go do it. And a lot of times you end up. It's cool because you go on vacation, like wherever you are, you end up getting some kind of unconventional Rocky-style training in. And because you're always paranoid that you're not working out hard enough, you just crush yourself. Because you're worried, like, you can't measure yourself, like, by your normal standards for what your workout are, uh, is. So you end up going, like, it sounds like what, what J.J. and his brothers did. I didn't, I didn't know you were even allowed to run up Big Ben or not. Um, yeah, I didn't they, either. Uh, yeah. I, I would imagine either. it's kind of a, a tough workout. Yeah. Um, I'm the same. I... I'm, look, I'm not like CrossFit guy or anything where I'm doing maniacal workouts, but I do some cardio. I do try to do 30 minutes of cardio every day. That's, that is a habit that I created when I started dropping weight with soda. It's, it's not a live read or anything. It's a fact. And I've gotten to the point psychologically where even when I'm on vacation, I do feel like a little bit of guilt almost if I just don't do anything for a day. You know what I mean? Like if I just, yeah, like yeah. even if I just go walk two or three miles with Amy on vacation, that at least makes me feel a little bit better, you know, that I got that I got some form of movement in, you know. Yeah. So moving is big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Flat out moving is yes, big. It is. It's a, it makes a big difference. It's harder that's than what it I tell guys sometimes. in retirement a lot of times too. Like, don't let your ego get to you. Walking is exercise. Absolutely. It's not. You're used. To, you're so used to puking or wanting to puke after you work out that it feels like anything less isn't actually a workout. So it takes a while for guys to reprogram themselves into like, oh, okay, just moving around in in general is uh, puts you ahead of the curve. Yeah, walking and walking's good for multitasking too because you can if you have phone calls you got to get in. That's kind of how I treat yeah. walking. I try to do like really good hard cardio as many times as I can, but there's some days where I've got like four phone calls I got to make. So I'm like, All right, I'm just going to walk three or four miles and I'll make my phone calls. You Let's should get one of those walking desks. 
I didn't Jersey know there was such a thing. What are you talking it's about? Like a, it's like a treadmill, like a very smooth, quiet treadmill that doesn't go very fast at all, but okay. you can, with like a stand-up desk okay. in front of it. So you can kind of, you can walk and get your steps in or whatever, just stay active as you're on your phone. Like a lot of people think, like, you know, you think better when you walk. So, uh, can, I so just, it, can I just tell you what popped into my head when you said that? And you, you feel, a desk that walks. feel free to call me a dumbass. No. I felt like, like fan- what, Fantasia? I, what I had in my in my mind was like a desk that you like strap around your chest and it's out in front of you and you could see me like walking down Shepherd with this desk in front of me as I'm walking out in public. Like it didn't even dawn on me that this was actual stationary piece of equipment that you oh, use as a treadmill. An adult walker. Yeah, there's yeah, a little right. there's a little like diaper thing in it, you know. <laughs> yeah, that you can, and it's strapped you can around. Bounce up and down. It's if you strapped want. around my yeah. chest. Yeah, it's just a big tray. It's strapped around my chest. I'm still walking, but nice and free. My legs are moving and everything. Yeah. Off to your right, there's a little thing like a, a wire with some plastic balls on it that yeah. you can bat around <laughs> yeah. if you want it's, to. It's yeah. got the it's, it's got the the weighted thing with the beak dipping its beak in the water and stuff. Yeah. And I've got a place yeah. for my coffee mug, and, and yeah. I, I'm just walking down uh, Kirby with my mobile desk. <laughs> All right, I'm an idiot. All right, let's get to JJ Watt, someone much smarter than me, Darren okay. Ravel. So, so Darren Ravel, there was a video that went viral um, because Darren Ravel put it out there because uh, Darren, and uh, without disclosing anything else about it, Darren was standing at the tunnel as JJ was leaving his final game that he played in the NFL at San Francisco. And JJ is on his way over to greet this group of kids um, that uh, is this group of kids. And Darren Ravel comes up behind him, grabs him, and gives him a hug and shakes his hand and everything. And this was framed largely on the Internet as Darren Ravel cutting in front of kids with special needs so he can be the first to say hi to J.J. Watt uh, is the most Darren Ravel thing ever uh, from various people at Barstool and elsewhere. So um, these guys, are, the guys at Barstool Sport, Ask JJ about this. It was it was a cool moment. So when you get off the field and you take off like all your pads and stuff, how quickly did Darren Ravel ask to to take like <laughs> all, you know your jersey and all that? Come on, like you knew he was behind you. I didn't. I swear. yes, you did. So this is this is part of the interesting part of that. So I know he got roasted for that. Yeah, rightfully so. so. so he those, literally cut in line of special needs. Children. So those kids. <laughs> He did. He did. He did. We saw the video. You were, you were making a beeline over to the kids, and they were, yeah. they were so excited to meet JJ. So oh, my pumped. God. It's like, you're their hero. And so... then Darren's like, excuse me, Mr. Watt. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, and I don't think I put it in the second clip. JJ explains it. Like, he'd been interacting with those kids, like, the whole game. They'd been there for, the, I think, since halftime, and they were, you know, so he talked to them at halftime. He talked to them afterwards. Um, it, but it does, the way those guys presented it, yeah, I think if I saw this for the first time, it looked like JJ enters the tunnel. There's a clean path to these kids. Darren Ravel runs up and grabs them from behind. So JJ, uh, JJ explained to the guys what was going on. This is so, so, so good because this is the, like, most, this is the most funny epitome of, like, what you, you only get what you see. And you immediately make your opinions on that. So Darren and I are buddies. Like I know you guys hate him, and it's we're we're buddies. And so it is what it is. Maybe you're not yeah. a Hall of yeah. Fame. Yeah, I know. yeah. Maybe you're right. You are. So so he had flown in. I didn't know he was coming. So he was like surprising me at my last game. That's the worst surprise. So ever. it was. So so I did not know he was there. I wasn't looking for him. And then the whole thing that went down. But I I will say this about him. He handed me, after the game, he handed me a binder. And in that binder, the, the face of the binder said, um, Daddy's Cards. And it said, Forcoa. 
And inside was every single trading card from the time I started Wisconsin until my last game in the NFL. And it was for my son. He was stalking you. It was pretty he cool. He was stalking you. And he, he got he him. Just told, he basically was like, here's my stalking material. Did you he have take it. Like, all the eyes cut out of all the trading cards? <laughs> I mean, he made a Twitter account for my son when he was born. <laughs> Boy, they hate so, Ravel. Um, God, they hate Ravel. They hate yeah, they Ravel. really do. They really hate Ravel. Um, and I, cause I thought we were going to have Ravel on. I wanted to be able to play that for him, but they are, that's the thing. Remember when we realized that Ravel and JJ were friends Yeah. because he kind of disclosed it accidentally. I think he didn't really, I, cause he doesn't really talk about it a lot or anything. And I think they kind of, they have a friendship and Darren doesn't want to, uh, you know, JJ to think that he's exploiting JJ or something. Um, it seemed to me like one of those 80s movies where the jock befriends the nerdy kid. Yeah. And, like, right there, like, he's sticking up he's sticking up for Ravel in front of the other jocks, the barstool guys, and saying, like, listen, listen, you got to treat Darren Ravel with some respect. It was Lucas. You ever see the movie Lucas, Lucas with Corey Haynes? Lucas. Charlie yes. Sheen, a young Charlie Sheen played the star of the football team. Yeah. And he befriended the weird kid who lived in the trailer park and looked at insects, insects, not incest, Inse- maybe, but insects all day. Lucas. Yeah. Corey Haim. <laughs> oh, Corey Haim was Lucas? He was Lucas. Yeah. Which Corey is that? That's the, the that's, good Corey, right? That's Not the, the weird one that still lives. Well, Corey, Corey Haim is no longer with us. Um, right. That's what I said. The other one's the one that still lives. Yeah. Corey. Corey okay, I didn't hear you say that. Yeah. yeah Corey, Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman's yeah. the one who's still alive. Yeah. Corey Haim. Corey Haim had a rough go of it. Can I tell you a, a quick Corey Haim story? Um. Corey Haim was the first big interview that was landed by the Sean and John show at 1560 The Game back in 2007. Oh, I thought it was Corey Feldman. No, no, it's Corey, okay, well, Corey it's Haim. Now, Corey now Haim. that I know it's Corey Haim, I'm actually impressed. Corey Haim, we, we just, John Harris and I, John might be listening. I know he was listening earlier because he texted during the mock draft segment, as he always does. Um, but uh, uh, we decided we were going to make each Friday, uh, one of our features would be um, C-List Celebrity Friday. Now, we wouldn't necessarily tell the people who were coming on with us that that's what it was called, because that would be an insult. But um, the very first one we landed was Corey Haim, who was almost definitely coked up for this interview. Like he well, was, sure. yeah. he that, was that, not that in a was good an way. Issue for him. Yes, yeah. he was not in a good way. And this is how I knew that he might have been on something. Is at the very end of the interview, I think I might still have the audio. He says, "Can I just tell you guys?" You guys are the greatest interviewers that I've ever talked to. And we're like, well, that's interesting because we've been doing this for four days. <laughs> sometimes, you know what, though? Sometimes those um, like entertainers, when they get interviewed by somebody outside of that realm, yeah. they do enjoy the interviews a lot because they're not getting like the exact same questions they get all the time. Right. Right. You know, like they kind of get uh, so they he probably did enjoy it and it was enhanced. It wasn't the first time he'd done coke. So it wasn't like I don't think you can just blame it on the drugs, Sean. No, no. Yeah, he might have legitimately enjoyed himself. Absolutely. Yeah. I can't imagine anything worse than being like strung out on coke or heroin or something like that. No. It's got to be because, you know, you're you know, you're a mess and there's nothing you can do. Nothing about you can do about it. it. And your yeah. body is just like, you're just at the mercy of the mercy of the yeah. drug. Yeah. And it's that's an expensive one, too. At least if you're strung out on some other drug, um, you can go get some. It's a uh, <laughs> yeah, <that> is, <laughs> like it's a pricey habit. Yeah, yeah. I would advise against it, kids. Okay, <laughs> like just seriously, don't do coke. My God, my God, don't do it. It's a good recommendation, Seth. Yeah, yeah. That's a hey. Some people are afraid to say it. Right? Not me. No, kids. 
Don't do coke. It is. It's that's <laughs> how you got this job. That's hard. A lot hitting. of people want to sit up and talk about sports all day. Not me. Nope. Not me. Guys, I'm I'm out there doing the Lord's work, doing what's important. Guys, a walking PSA over here. Yep. Kids have never heard this before. They got to hear it from somebody. Okay. Don't do coke. We the video. I would recommend people go find the video of Ravel running and tracking down JJ and like spinning him around in the tunnel and then hugging yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> Trailer wheel and frame text page. Um, four six five three. It reminded me of the old Mean Joe Green commercial. <laughs> Remember that? The Coke, yeah, Coca-Cola? Yeah, in a weird opposite way. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, because Mean Joe Green in that Coca-Cola commercial turns around to a kid who is like his, you know, the, yeah. Mean Joe is like his idol, and Mean Joe says, uh, hey, kid, as the kid's walking away, hey, kid, yeah. catch, and he throws him his jersey, and the kid catches, right. and he's like, thanks, Mean Joe. That yeah. would have been great if Ravel and J.J. reenacted the Mean, mean Joe Green commercial. <laughs> Except in this version, the kid, He's the kid sprinting. like runs up behind him, spins him around, and asks him for the jersey. <laughs> hey, mean Joe Green, I'm told you're a good football player. Can I have your jersey? <laughs> let's let's remember what really matters, mean Joe Green. Here's a book with every one of your football cards. I'm going to give you in exchange <laughs> for your son. Mean Joe's like, I don't even have a son. What the? I'd like to make our relationship transactional. <laughs> Now hug me. <laughs> That's what Ravel gets for not coming on. Right. We were going to use that audio to defend him, but now we'll use, use it, it to lambaste him. <laughs> now we'll use it next Thursday. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll use it. It'll, oh, yeah, no, I'm sure you won't object. It'll get used. It'll get used. All right, Kids, no. kids, seriously, don't do coke. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, there's like zero sarcasm in my voice. Mess you up, man. Mess yep. you up bad. Say Mess you up bad. Say. Yep. say all this to say, don't do coke. All right, um, Peyton, but congratulations on you know being one of those wealthy kids. Apparently, yeah, if you're considering doing coke. Designer oh, the kids I knew, those are like the rich prep school kids. Oh, so, yeah, we're doing. You know, don't use your yeah. parents' wealth for good things like Danny Kellington stuff. Right, you know. Right. Okay, rewind. Use the rewind feature if you need it. Um, we've not dug into this Super Bowl, so we should do that. What do we think of the storylines? What are the things that are going to uh, Swing the pendulum to one team or the other. I got the Eagles, and I got two really good reasons and non-nerdy numbers for you. I think they're non-nerdy as to why it's the Eagles for me. That is next. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. <laughs> Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Payne and Pendergast with you. We'll start doing a series of interviews in which we go out drinking, not drinking, drinking, but have drinks with uh, like five different people. We'll conduct five interviews and then we'll just play those interviews uh, over the course of the Run next Run them week. during the week. Yeah, then we'll do it again on Friday. Okay. Is it a public information what you and I are doing at the end of the month yet? Not yet. No. Not oh, yet, okay. but it's very exciting. Yeah, it's very so exciting. So we might want to do some interviews while we're doing that. For so. sure, and definitely yeah. drinking. Yeah. Guessing there'll be drinking going on. Seth and I like to like to workshop things during the break. Like we're always we're always evaluating ourselves. Like, okay, should we be doing this? Should we be doing that? Grinding. Grinding. Like we're on that it. grind. Yeah. We're on that yeah. grind. And it's damn near a hashtag. It's uh 
It's where we are. Nose to the grindstone, mm-hmm. all of it. Rise and Shoulder grind. into it, stepping, yes. leaning into stuff. Yeah. All of that, whichever yeah. you want to use. Yeah. Yeah. Any Putting any, our balls on the table. Any So that's graphic, but yes. Figuratively, yeah. literally, everything. Yeah. Everything, everything. Um, Super Bowl. Uh, we've we've uh, we've not chopped up this Super Bowl very much so far. I am a I am an Eagles backer in this Super Bowl, Seth. Where where yeah. are you? Are you an Eagles backer here? I am an Eagles backer as well. Um, as impressive as the Kansas City Chiefs secondary was, while playing with multiple rookies uh, in the championship game, I just don't know about that uh, <laughs> that backfield, uh, that offensive weaponry that the Eagles have, um, and then. As as, uh, J.J. Watt had said earlier in the week when we played his audio, that Eagles defensive line is just astoundingly good. Yeah. Astoundingly good. Like, freakishly good. So much better than anybody else in the NFL. Yeah. Um, And I think ultimately that ends up being the difference. Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey will be an issue, but a, I don't want to say a containable issue, but a slow burn of an issue. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I think the Eagles are just way too well-rounded and complete a football team. I'm hoping that the Texans, if they're going to spend money in free agency, I'm going to circle back to the game, but as long as we're talking about that Eagles defensive line, Javon Hargrave is a free agent this year. If they splurge somewhere, I want it to be on the interior of the defensive line or the offensive line. I, that Those are the places I want to... Yeah, well, that's assuming they don't use a first-round pick on Jalen Carter, or honestly, even if they did use a first-round pick on Jalen Carter, go spend money. I think Javon Hargrave is one of the top four or five free agents that's going to be on the market, the defensive tackle for the Eagles. Double-digit sacks from the interior. Now, he's got a lot of help, obviously. There's a lot of, lot of, a lot of really good players that the opposing team has to pay attention to. Um, but he's that's someone I wouldn't mind seeing the Texans. If they're going to have a splurge or two in free agency – that's an area I wouldn't mind seeing. Um, as far as numbers go, this was pretty crazy. Field Yates posted this. Both of these teams are 16-3. and three. Both of them are the number one seed in their conference. Both have scored 546 points. Both have six all-pros, including a Kelsey brother as an all-pro. That's wild. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Like mirror images of each other. It's crazy. The, uh, yeah, the Kelsey brothers have gotten a little bit of attention this week, Sean. I think that um, I've managed to stay pretty guarded from it. I've managed- no, not from us. We've barely talked about the Super Bowl until now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been more concerned about talking about Billy. What's his face? Denny Kellington. Denny Kellington. Yeah, that's yeah. his name. Denny. Denny. Yeah, Denny. Denny Kellington. You sure, it's not Billy. Let me see. No, Denny. It's Denny. Yeah, yeah. Denny or Danny? <laughs> He's the trainer for the Bills. For those who want to know, he got a fifth place vote for MVP from Susie Colber. <laughs> so and he, he's probably a hell of a guy. He probably is a super dude, and he's but a great Susie doctor. Colbert obviously, pissed us off now. Yep. So, um, yeah, I uh, it, look. It, I know I have a hard time with people saying like, "Well, never bet against Pat Mahomes," as if Pat Mahomes has never lost lost a playoff game before. Uh, that's the part I don't. That's the part I don't get or understand. I understand if you're stacking up Jalen Hurts versus Pat Mahomes. Yes, there the matchup is in favor of Pat Mahomes. But there's more to it than that. I think the biggest X factor in this game, really, is probably is Jalen Hurts now completely recovered after a two-week rest from his injury, or at least more recovered, because he didn't look all that great coming back from his injury. Yeah, and, the shoulder, for those who don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And um, 
I think that ends up being a big difference just uh, in terms of whatever that one-third down conversion is or that extra little bit of help that they might need yep. um, for, to push them over the top. My, my feeling on picking the Eagles all along, and I said this yesterday when we did our roundtable with the guys out at Twin Peaks with the drive. That was fun yesterday, by the way. Shout out to everybody who stopped out there. We had a good time. Um, on both sides of the ball, Seth, the trenches, the Eagles offensive line and defensive line, and these are my – Try to be non-nerdy numbers just to back this up, but um, I guess DVOA is inherently kind of nerdy because most people don't know what it is, but it's offensive efficiency. The Eagles have the best rushing offense in football, according to the efficiency stats. The difference between them and the number two team is the same as the difference between the number two team and the number nine team. So they're, they're way out in front there. On the opposing side, on the defensive side of the ball, Philadelphia, we know they had a ton of sacks this year. They've had 78 sacks, including the postseason this year. They have four guys with double-digit sacks on this defense. Their sack rate, the number of, the percentage of time they sack a quarterback on an opposing dropback, is 11.5%. For some context, that's the highest for any team since the year 2000. So that's the highest sack rate of any team in football this century. The difference between the Eagles in 2023 and the number two sack rate team, New England, is the same, Seth, as the difference between number two and number 29, Cincinnati. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, they're, so they're good in these areas. They're not just good. They're crazy good. They're way better than the rest of the league at running the football and sacking the quarterback. And this is the key, too. When it comes to Super Bowls or playing against guys like Pat Mahomes, We've seen this before. Remember the Giants, you know, the years that they won their Super Bowls, they were able to rush with four men. That's the big deal versus really good quarterbacks, especially in the playoffs and crunch time. You can get a pass rush without having to sacrifice on the back end, without having to blitz, then it goes a long way. The Eagles are 18th in the league in blitz rate. That's one of the reasons the Eagles fans found ways to complain about their awesome, awesome defense was that they led the league in sacks by 15 They had 15 more sacks than the second-place team, and yet somehow Eagles fans felt like they weren't getting to the pass. There's not enough guys (laughs) on the same play getting to the quarterback. Because they weren't blitzing enough. Yeah, it was just too soft. They were too soft, this team. So um, that's – you know, Mahomes has come a long, long way in in learning how to kind of dissect zone coverage and pick and choose and not have to try to get things in big swaths. A lot of that breaks down when there's pressure on you. Yep. And, um, but, of course, you know, Mahomes, too, is the other one that, all right, is his ankle completely better now? Is his mobility, is his mobility not an issue at all? If it is still an issue at all because of his ankle injury, then the, it, make, it makes it that much worse for his how, team. How big an issue did it look like to you that it was against Cincinnati in the AFC title game? I don't think it was – it didn't look – it, like, it obviously didn't look like something was going to cost him the game, but I still felt like something was a little bit off. You know, like, I, I, it didn't, he didn't seem like he was moving as freely or as comfortable. No, as, and, and, as, and as it showed – there was one particular play set that it showed where he was rolling to his left, and he kind of did that thing where he's got to kind of yes. turn his hips yes. and push off his right foot. For whatever yeah. reason, for whatever reason, that body movement messed with his ankle. Yeah. So maybe there's certain yeah. things that are more uncomfortable to do than others, I would guess. He's, I think he's probably at that – or at least two weeks ago, he was at that point where it felt okay as long as he didn't twist it at all or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is he is he still relatively at that spot, or has he progressed beyond that? Could it get aggravated within the game? Because these guys will try to aggravate it. One of the other things that happens in the in the Super Bowl, Sean, is you don't worry too much about a $20,000 fine. 
um, as a pass rusher, you just go ahead and you figure like, well, if we win this thing, I'm making eighty eight thousand. So sayonara, go to sleep, <laughs> go to sleep, little man. I gonna... <laughs> love that you have turned unsportsmanlike conduct penalties into a balance sheet. It's a... <laughs> that's phenomenal. It is. Even if it were a two hundred thousand dollar penalty, guys in the Super Bowl are kind of oh, yeah. like, well, I mean. Well, I'm not going to risk not hey, sacking him, you know, you, to, to take him to the ground. You know how much I can make in signing autographs at places because I'm a Super Bowl champ for the next 80 years? Because we are going to live to where 130 or whatever it is by the yeah. time. Yeah. But it is true. Like, even if it's not a business transaction, you know, like you're just saying, like, I don't care what I'm going to get fined if we're talking about a Super Bowl here. That's right. That's like Tony Saragusa. I like I kind of almost single handedly won a playoff game by landing on top of Rich Gannon yep. back when the penalties weren't as harsh. But he just he just landed on him, and he weighs four hundred and ninety seven pounds, seemingly. <laughs> yes, and that was pretty much it for the Raiders that day. It was, it was. Um, all right, the uh, the NFL folks handed out some hardware last night. Texan fans, I think, happy about one thing that was kind of fun, but I think there was one big thing that didn't happen for the Texans. It's got folks peeved today, and uh, we'll discuss that next. Also, Mark Schlereth. Um, from, uh, of course, 104.3, the fan in Denver, but more notably, former offensive lineman in the NFL. He's going to join us at 9.15, live from the Super Bowl, and we'll talk a little ball with, uh, with Stink, with Mark Schlereth. We'll do that at 9.15. Stay there. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.